How do you create a product that can serve your target market, help the world, and help them transcend? You know, transcendence is about beyond normal. So if you're creating a product, we're going to study some of the elements of creativity and the steps that you need to do exactly to create a product that will serve your audience and your purpose. Just a quick reminder that we really appreciate reviews and shares. Our show is growing. We're being recognized on Spotify now in the top 100, which is a big breakthrough for us. We're excited about that, and we want to bring more resources to you so that we can bring you more value and entertainment. So if you can be kind enough to share this audio and also leave a comment, we'd appreciate it. What I really needed was to recreate myself which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. Welcome back to Take Action Tips, and this is an episode on creating a product. And you talk about creation, right? And people don't consider themselves creative sometimes. And I, I was reading a blog post called The 18 Things That Highly Creative People Do. And these are the 18 things that like the greats have done over time, like Nietzsche, Aristotle, Hemingway. Uh, and there was, there was, these, are, these were, these were uh, clues to how to, mm. to how to generate creativity. Did you ever get a download, Steve? Yeah, I love that. It's, yeah. it's trying to hack it. That's what I'm liking about reading Flow recently. Yeah, oh my God, we're reading Flow this week. So that's the epitome of you know the download that comes into your life as a result that there's clear space and there's not so many uh, things going on, like the snow globe that's shaking up as your brain with all the stimulation. Things are coming into your world and it's bouncing off your hemisphere. Hmm. It's bouncing away. Um, but the 18... The 18 things that highly creative people do is the algorithm to being able to free your mind so that your ideal will follow. Wasn't that a song? Free your mind and the rest will follow. <laughs> I'm not You're too young. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but everyone wants to, the human condition is about transformation. It really is on the base level. Like everybody wants a transformation. Usually that takes form in a physical appearance or some kind of alteration of some kind of physical being but what really what really is powerful is when you can design a product that can help someone not only transform but transcend hmm. and i think everybody's got that that one project in life it's like your doctor your senior thesis like what is it what is it in the phd program do you got to take a i think you got to take a um a thesis or something it's your big paper to finish right. out college i think we're working on a big paper in life mm. and it's your one major big idea that can make the world a better place to contribute to helping solve a very large problem create transformation that turns into transcendence because transcendence is beyond physical mm. beyond normal there's certain things that happen that that transcend everything else uh, so here are uh, uh, excerpts of the 18 things that highly creative people do and I'm wondering how many of these you do. Uh, I do a lot of them. I, I didn't really know it. But the big, the big thing highly creative people do is they observe everything. They look at everything. They look at the world through objective eyes. They don't judge. They don't take sides. Uh, highly creative people can argue both sides of an argument. Hmm. By the way, that's the number one attribute of a CEO. 
or, or, or a politician, they should be able to, a good one, should be able to argue effectively and convincingly both sides of an argument. Wow. Yeah, did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's like one of the, the, the big deals of a great CEO, um, if, you, if you ever looked at it. Uh, highly creative people ask big questions mm-hmm. right, about big problems. And think about, hold that for a quick second. Uh, highly creative people spend time alone by themselves in thought, and they spend time contemplating. They spend time reflecting, and they spend time daydreaming. They dream. They dream about the possibilities, and I think that's a, a wonderful thing. You I do any of these things? I definitely do a lot of those so far. Uh, okay. I, I spend time alone. I notice that a lot of times when I want to do something, if I'm home, if I turn everything off, things at night a lot of times come to me because it's like I'm done with the day. Mm-hmm. That's when creative downloads come. But also thinking big is like I, I almost can't stop thinking about like what everything means in the world, and I love learning about the fabric of reality, quantum mechanics, those type of things. I'm always thinking of like big things about the big questions like you mentioned. Yeah, I'm stuck on uh, Greek philosophy yeah. and Aristotle. And, and, and it's just awful because once you get stuck there, you stay there. Remember when I was stuck in evolution a couple years yeah. ago? I, one evolution book took me to the next, but now I'm stuck in Stoicism right. and Aristotle and Socrates. They also, um, the Greeks also believed that we're all here for something. That mm-hmm. that that uh, and Howard Gardner did this in a book I did a few weeks ago called uh, "The Eight Intelligences." Also speaks to the fact that if you ask your question, "How smart am I?" It's the wrong question. The question you should be asking yourself, if you don't know this, is "How am I smart?" Right. Because there's eight intelligences that are that are documented that you have super ability in, and there's some you don't have super ability in. That's why the intelligence the IQ test is a a flawed I think it's the worst thing uh, someone can ever take because it only measures your effectiveness against academia and how well are you likely to succeed at something frankly that hasn't predictably made people successful it just hasn't I mean there's no there's no predictability of going to college and being successful as opposed to going to start a business or being an apprentice and being successful or going on another journey um, I think the numbers that I've seen, it's all negligible. All right, so if that's the case, don't ask how smart you are and take that IQ test. Ask how are you smart. And the, and the Romans used to believe that if something happened and someone transcended their ability, it was because they have genius, that they have a genius. And it was an actual character that was embedded in their body. Mm. Like that's their genius. Uh, that's where I think that the word kind of came from. I'm not 100% sure. Look at the etymology sure. of genius. But I've, I've heard the word before. It's like, how do you play in your genius? How do you do that? And if you're spending time alone and you're walking and you're asking big questions and you're observing and you're thinking and you're knowing that your genius exists, the next thing you really need to do is connect the dots to how that genius can be used ethically to serve the world, to help people transcend. And that's the whole objective, I think, of TED. And when you do a TED talk, you know, you get one big idea that can help change the world. And that is a, a powerful thought to, to, to ask yourself that if you were offered 15 minutes on a TED stage 
and they asked of you this simple question, if you are leaving the world and never coming back, let's pretend you're getting on Elon Musk's SpaceX mm-hmm. ship and you're going on, a, on an adventure that would be many, many years out and you're never coming home, what one big idea would you share with the world to leave it the best place possible based upon your genius? Hmm. And at the time that I did mine, and I don't think it's my, I don't think my work's done. Yeah. I just had that big idea that, you know, when you're at your worst, you can take that worst situation and you can rebuild it. You can create or recreate a new entity, a new person. You could do transform, a transformation and a transcendence with the one idea switch in your brain. You know, I can recreate, I can recreate myself. Yeah. Genius over here. I have it. It says genius comes from the Latin word of the same name, meaning guardian, deity, or spirit, which watches over a person from birth. Innate ability, superior talent. So yeah, it comes from that word of people that had a, some kind of guardian. I just read that this morning. I mean, you, you can get downloads because I was wondering about this episode about product, like product's product. You yeah. Know? What am I going to make a, a cup? Yeah. Or a, or a, or a, or a Ouija? <laughs> what do they go? A widget? A widget. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what, but what could you make? What's your life's work? I mean, you're going to have to monetize your business. If you want to work from anywhere and you want to have uh, flexibility and freedom, you can set your stadium up so that you could win. But I think we're all working on one major product. You know, your major TED, TED contribution product of, of the world that can help transcend the world because we're all, we're all smart in our own ways. That's just the way it is. And, I, and, I, and I've accepted that in a very positive way. Not like, you know, I'm not very good at certain things. You've seen all the words I spell wrong. Yeah. Like, like I can't spell words for some reason. And I, I'm learning a little bit, actually. I've learned how to stop saying that type of thing. Like, yeah, the I actually can. with your words. Yeah. yeah, I can. Uh, but that's, that's connecting. another skill. Of course, yes. I'm not going to be a spelling you teacher. Want it, yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. So when we, we're transitioning this thought of what's your genius, how can you create an algorithm to, be, to, to get that to download into your brain? Because if you're, if you're walking without technology and you're thinking and you're asking your brain, that giant mega computer that's bigger and greater than any other computer that exists, way far greater than Google, way faster, and you're asking that brain to work on a problem, the brain's, if you're in a state of relaxation and calm and you're breathing and you're thinking and you're observing, the brain's going to start to connect dots. Those, those, those cells that wire together or fire together, wire together. It forms a synapse. Like it can actually make that connection assuming that you have that, that mindset. All right. So getting into building a product. All right. So if you have been listening to this, these take action tips, if you, Ignore all the books in the middle. The take action tips is actually my transformation work from anywhere algorithm from zero. This is the one I train on a uh, little, little secret. If you listen this far into the podcast, this is one that we've trained on and charge a lot of money for that you can just listen to. And if you email Steve at the show, he'll send you a copy of the map that you need to get on, get on a path, a worksheet to, to help you get on a path to create that outcome of being able to work from anywhere, being able to contribute to the world in a greater way. But this one is take action tip product, all right? Products that are based on purpose, helping people transform and transcend. Uh, and here's a definition, a finished product, 
right? A finished product, that's the emphasis, is a service or an article in the hands of the group that it serves. Hmm. Now, you already have an ideal client profile. Like, you already have that group. Now you need to design something that serves them. Because people want to be taken somewhere. They want to be taken from one place to another. All right? So if your client is unhappy, they want to be happy. If your client is without ability, they want to have ability, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they want. And the, and the second element of product, so something that, that, that is, is finished that can serve people in the hands of another group. Now, the second part is it needs to be desired by others, not just the creator. A lot of people, a lot of people love something that they made. They think it's quite clever, but nobody wants it. And there's a, whole, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of great, brilliant experiments nobody ever bought. And the key to doing that is, is asking your audience before you start to build something, like what they want. It's a survey process, which is a very important process. Um, and the third element of a product is it's exchanged for money because it solves problems they have. The more problems they have and the more complex the problem, the more you can charge. It's a very simple Simple, simple problem. Makes sense? Definitely. I want to hear more of those creativity things. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, could, I mean, we could do a whole show. There's 18 yeah. of them. By the way, the... Give me the, one, one more. Uh, the 18? Okay. I, I had know. one thought that I was thinking of. The reason why I brought it up is because I've noticed only recently that I get way more inspired by things I'm consuming than I even uh-huh. realize. So I'm, if I'm watching a TV show, I might want to create a show if i'm listening to a lot of music i want to make music if i'm watching people work out then i want to work out and i think that's a huge thing to be aware of is like which ones really fire you up you know i i could i was thinking about doing a whole show on this but i want to i want to blend this into product because yeah. creativity is product creation but the the other things that that i thought were interesting creative people work the hours that work for them they don't work they typically don't work nine to five mm-hmm. a lot of them work into the night writing music or or making art it, it just works when it's when it's flowing yeah and they and, and creative people always if you ever notice this about musicians or artists or these really special people in the world they're very they're surrounded by beautiful things they they appreciate and understand beauty they are constantly changing their environment to get new ideas they call it shaking it up uh, they make time for mindlessness. Wow. Mind, mindfulness. Now, <laughs> mindlessness is probably actually a good I thought of it as the same way. as like when you're kind of not trying to think, you just let your mind... Yeah, mindlessness, yeah. I guess. Mindfulness. And they're risky. They take risks. And they don't give a crap about... I read the article. If you want to read it, it's 18, thing, 18 things highly creative people do differently. Can you put that in sure, the notes? Sure, I'll put it in the notes, yeah. And it was, a, it was, an, it was an article blog by... by uh, Two people that started out as a, a, a blog that turned into Wired, uh, Wired to Create, which was a book. I've got to get the author's name here. As I'm actually you just. Want to look it up? Uh, no, I have it here, I think. Let's see. It was a blog. Oh, I don't, I don't have it. Yeah, look, look up. The book's called. Uh, the book's called. I believe it's called um, Wired to Create. But yeah. Yeah, the unwavering. Unraveling the Mysteries of the Creative Mind by Carolyn Gregor and Scott Barry Kaufman. He actually just wrote another book called Transcend is that, I wanted, that I want to do on the show about the next phase after self-actualization, something that's way beyond 
your ability as a human, but a moral purpose that you're giving to the world. So getting back to like these 18 things, this is the algorithm, daydreaming, I'll read them one more time, daydreaming, observing everything, uh, work the hours that work for them, take time for solitude, be alone, turn life's obstacles upside down. They take problems and create massive solutions with problems. Wow. I like that. Yeah, like, um, I mean, the best example I could ever give is Apple when they, they had the problem of the hole in the, in the phone and the, the water was getting in. Right. So they got rid of that, the, the, the jack, and that was a massive problem because they had all these people that had that listening device. And yeah. then they created a, pro- a solution for the problem in the same, in the same, uh, in the same meeting. Yeah. yeah. We have bad news and we have good news. The bad news is there's no more jack spots, so the AirPods are now... And the good news is we have the AirPod. Maybe they did it on purpose. Like they, they wanted to make... They had the product ready and they're like, we got to make a problem. <laughs> well, that, that somebody had a download on that. That's yeah. something somebody that's brilliant, that's highly creative thought of. Now, if that... That the AirPods itself were a standalone company if apple spun off the airpods it'd be i believe a top 10 company in the world crazy i think it's number three or four all right in the world i don't know what the right number is but that that's a statistic i couldn't believe that that company didn't sell uh airpods anymore and they spun it off the airpod division would be a top top 10 company so turning these are these are things you need to do when you're creating product is you need downloads and there's always a product you're going to make for a paycheck, and then there's always products you're going to make for what I call playchecks, something that even that you enjoy doing that you'd give it away for free because you just like to help because we love helping people. Like people like to help people. They just do. Uh, they get good recognition out of that. Um, so that the these are the these are the 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 elements of building a product. Um, so if they're willing to pay more because it solves bigger problems, you work backwards from happy, right? What's a solution to the problem versus what the current problem is? Um, one, one, uh, one way to do this is to invert, to take success and invert it. So give me a problem, hmm. a big problem in the world. Uh, right now, people can't travel. Keep, people can't travel, so I mean that that's that's a that's a problem. Um, like, give me like a big problem. Like, that's a temporary problem. Like, what's what's a common problem with the with the with, hmm. with people in America? In America, yeah. What are the big obesity? Ones? Obesity, right? So instead of writing a writing a um, to get the solution to the problem, instead of saying eat more vegetables, go on a low calorie diet, invert that. Like, how how can I stay obese? Right? Okay, eat processed food <laughs> go to fast food companies don't move yeah don't move hang around with people that look like you don't want to look yeah okay if you if you reverse the product like what's the inversion of that that is the basis of the product so if you have an unhappy face over here obese and a happy face over here write down all the things that obese people can keep doing to stay obese and invert that the opposite can start to be the elements of your products okay and that is how you build it. And if you're building an actual uh, coaching process, put an unhappy face on the left and put five, no more than five steps in the middle, ideally three or four, but no more than five. Uh, did you know that if you put four steps in the middle, your program will sell half as much as three? Whoa. And five sells half as much as four. 
I just seen the statistics. It's pretty amazing. Like it's not that you got to, what you need to do is there could very well be 15 steps. You got to, you got to communicate it to the consumer in three or four bursts. All right. And that's pretty, pretty remarkable. In fact, we have a product that we were, we were uh, building a presentation for yesterday that had, I think 12 things that the consumer needed to do. And we broke, I think we got it down to four because we just combined bullets and, mm-hmm. and, and summarized what that action item is. So it's got to be simple. It's got to be easy to understand. It's got to be a recognized path to solving the problem. And so that's, that's, how, that's how I would encourage you to start thinking about a problem um, or a product that solves a problem that's around your purpose. Once you hit that, this could be a lifelong project. Um, lastly, I'll leave you with this. What products did you buy and why? Think about why you bought it, ease of getting access to it, the verbal communication, the outcome that the product gave you. All of that are indicators and clues of modeling your product. Secondarily, if you have your, your, your problem, you know, I would encourage you to do like a spider web. Put the problem in the middle of the page and then put a spider web of all the potential solutions to the problem that you can think of all the ones that exist and all the ones that don't exist and start connecting dots. Sometimes you can take a little bit of one product and another product that serves the market and you can repurpose that idea and that technology to create a unique product that serves your market. All right, let's take action tip for products. So if you want to be highly creative, click the link in the notes and read that article. It's remarkable. And these are all things every one of us can do. Take care.